0: hello 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 welcome back to the reclaimed podcast i'm your host whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better including and especially herself hey guys welcome back to the show or if you're new here hi hello and welcome i hope everybody's doing well staying well living well being well paid well fed well rested um yeah, cause uh, things can seem pretty bleak. <laughs> so I hope that you are all taking care of yourselves. Um, I know you. I feel you guys getting ready to yell at me, like Whitney. You have to talk about yourself. Talk about yourself. Let us know what's going on with you. Um, I, I have so much. There's a lot of stuff that I really want to talk to you guys about. Cause last week's episode, uh, <clears throat> entitled "Scotus Leak," I literally just talked about. The leak from the Supreme Court of the draft opinion, um, hasn't been put into law, hasn't been, nothing's been stricken from anything, just, (sighs) um, but yeah, yeah, um, it was, that was a doozy. It's been, it's been a weird week. It's been weird trying to process things. It's been strange trying to work and function when you're literally where it feels like you're watching the collapse of everything that you've known. Um, and to be fair, this is a, this fire has already been burning, you know, it started with banning books, it started with voting rights, it started with not getting the George Floyd justice and policing act. It started with stealing land from people who lived here and stealing people from other lands to work here. So this fire has been long going. Um, It's just, you know, now a certain select portion of the, (laughs) of the uh, population has just realized that everything is on fire. Um, And uh, that, you know, When in doubt, trust black women, because we've been trying to tell y'all things are on fire and, you know, just because they haven't come for you yet doesn't mean they're not coming for you and they will come for you. And so they came for a certain select of the population and now people realize where we are. And when I say a certain select population, I don't mean everybody. I don't mean everybody in that population, obviously, but I do mean that there is, there was an overwhelming sentiment of ease and relaxation and rest until this happened. So here we are. If you would like to listen to that insane rant, <laughs> you could go to last week's episode. Um I thank you guys so much like I I'm starting to see that you guys really enjoy my unscripted stuff where I just go off. I don't know why, but like if that's what you like, you know, maybe we could do a little bit more of that um here and there. I still I I'm I need notes. (laughs) I need notes. I take copious notes. You should see all the notebooks. My mom talks about how she could paper the walls with my journals and my notebooks. I'm constantly writing, constantly taking notes, constantly making a note of something. And so your girl's going to stick to a note. But maybe we'll go off script a little bit every so often. We'll see. Uh, But that was last week's episode. Um, Like I said, this week has been a bit of a struggle for me personally. Uh, not because of anything personal, uh, life for me personally is blessed and I'm, I'm grateful, you know, had a lovely mother's day, um, family treated me really, really good, really, really good. I feel all the love and all the appreciation. Um, and yeah, like had some good personal news come through, very excited about, um, that I'll talk about at the end of the show. But yeah, and the the world's just mm, 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 mm. not pleased, not, not pleased with what's happening. And so it's been weird trying to transition my mind away from all that back to like the work that I actually have to do. Um, So, you know, personally, you know, a little bit of a struggle, but I'm here. You're here. We are all here. That in and of itself is a blessing and a testimony. Um, And it means that we have another opportunity to get things right, as my pastor would say. Um, So let's focus on that. Let's focus on what's in front of us and let's try to make this world a bit better. And that has been this week's episode of The Reclaim. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm sorry. I needed to chuckle. All right, guys, uh, let's get into this week's show. Let's start with the church announcements. Hit it, Earl.
1: Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here, say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We're glad that y'all here today and these will be your church announcements.
0: All right, let's get into these church announcements. So the first and foremost, um, Kevin Samuels died. It feels weird to say... Because it was so unexpected and so left field. Um, for those who are unfamiliar, I, I realized that, you know, a lot of my audience is a black audience, but not all of my audience is a black audience. And so this is definitely a person we would call black famous, um, <laughs> you know, famous amongst the African-American community, um, infamous in certain circles. Uh, but Kevin Samuels was a lifestyle influencer YouTuber. Um, initially he started as an image consultant and fashion consultant, um, on his platform, which has grown to, I think it was like 1.4 million, uh, followers on Instagram. I can't remember what it was on YouTube, but I believe it's somewhere around that. Um, um, he was a person who said things online. Not very many of them were kind. Not very many of them were were good, especially towards black women. The man did a lot of damage, if you're asking me personally. I never listened to him. Um, I would hear clips and excerpts from pieces that he would say, um there's a lot of people defending him saying that he was equally as unkind to black men as well. By the way, this person is a black man. Um, and they say that as if it's a way to diminish the way that black women have felt about Kevin Samuels and the, the terrible things he would say. And I'm saying that's not an excuse just because he's sort of unkind to black men as well doesn't make it any better. Like just because you're an equal opportunity asshole doesn't mean you're not an asshole. And I know people are gonna be like, oh, you can't speak ill of the dead. Well, how else are we to speak about people about except for the way that they lived? The way that they lived matters. The way you live matters, y'all. And if you're leaving a legacy of, of, of flowers and gold and sunshine, then people are gonna say flowers and gold and sunshine. But if you leave a legacy of 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 terror and and pain and and cruelty what are people supposed to say now, let me just be honest and be frank I feel terrible absolutely terrible that his mother found out about his passing on social media before she had a chance to be informed like officially informed I cannot imagine and I do not wish that on any mother ever to find out about her s- you know, her sweet child. Like we see the person, we see the adult they became to be. In her mind, like that's her baby. <laughs> that's that's her that's her child. That's her love like her tiny love. You know, grown up. I don't wish that for anybody. I don't wish that for anybody. And so my heart goes out to her. I believe he survived by one daughter, um, as well. So my heart goes out to her as well. Um But that being said, this man really did a lot of harm. He empowered men to really treat black women as subpar. You know, a recent post on his, I believe it was his Instagram said that, you know, successful men cheat, you either deal with it or you don't. And I'm like, that's... mm, I don't know about that. This is a reminder that Kevin Samuels was twice married and twice divorced. Um, not to say that there's anything wrong with divorce. Uh, hi, my name is Whitney and I have a divorce. Um, I've experienced divorce. Like I'm not saying there's anything wrong with divorce. I'm just saying, you know, there's a reason for certain things and you gotta, you know, there's, there's there, you have to do some internal work and some internal check-in, um, Kevin Samuels said things like, you know, three of his top uh, viewed videos were how much does submission cost? Uh, Modern women are average at best. And um, why aren't you married? Things like that. Last week, in fact, he called women over 35 who were unmarried. He called them leftovers. He called them leftovers. He said, quote, if you have if you've made it um, to 35 and you are unmarried, you are a leftover woman. You are what is left. Men know that there is likely something wrong with you, whether you want to hear it or not. I'm going I'm going there with you. I'm going to tell you the truth that you do not want to hear. (sighs) You know that there is data and studies that prove that single and childless women are some of the happiest if not the happiest group in the population <laughs> the happiest group they live the longest they live fruitful just lovely lives they they have more money they have more time to themselves they take better care of themselves um whereas if you look at the other side you know it's single men who seem the most unhappy who seem the loneliest, you know, who, whose health isn't as, you know, as good as it could be and things like that. Single women are happy. Single, 35 and up women, educated women, employed women are happy. (laughs) It's the exact reverse. And yet a man like Kevin Samuels, who built a platform of millions of people who called in, I believe weekly, um, I don't know how often the show went. I told y'all, I don't know anything about like, I've never even listened to this man outside of excerpts, but I've read so much about him at this point. Um, but people were calling into his show and taking things like this. There was a, um, there was a caller who called in and she was the mother of a daughter and she was expressing her desire to get remarried. Um, or to get married and Kevin Samuels said, well, you know, they were having an exchange. Kevin Samuels asked the mom. he said, what happens if you get married and you have two kids? Let's say you have two more kids, right? And your daughter comes to you and says something to the effect of, um, what he actually said was something like he meant, I think he meant to say, look, but he said, touch. First, he said, touch, look, um, the father, uh, the person that you married, not the father, the person that you married, touched, looked at your oldest daughter in an in inappropriate way. And the mom being a mom said, uh, no, we're out of here. Like, I got to protect my kid. Kevin Samuels immediately goes on a rant about like, see, that's the problem. That's the problem with you women. And duh, 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 duh. this is why, you know, children lie and things like that. And going on and on and on about why it's problematic for a mother to leave a situation where her child her child feels unsafe and uncomfortable meanwhile there was a news story recently about this very thing where the the girl the the young woman rather she was 19 years old ended up being shot ended up being shot and killed by this man so what are we talking about Kevin Samuels so it seems like a lot of his stuff gets debunked. Like he used eugenics to say why black women are just not attractive, that black women don't have innate beauty, um, which is just very, very strange thing to say coming from a black man. But And he was like the, mo- he was like the father of these modern bloggers that f- or, or podcasters who find their success and, and, you know, value on the internet in disrespecting black women. Like that's, that's their whole platform to disrespect black women. That's how they get famous. That's how they go viral. They say terrible things about the people who the only people who would rally and march for them if shit went down. And that's so terrible. That is so terrible. Um, that, you know, that's how you found your fame. That's how you found your value. And yet, who, we we saw this the other week with the young man who was, um I'm going to say murdered. I'm going to say murdered because the influencer girl who was found on the scene covered in his blood and then let go by the police. Like she killed this black man. She killed this black man who mere weeks ago, not mere weeks ago, I'm sorry, some time ago was tweeting about... I'm going off script guys, um, was tweeting about how black women were somehow subpar and like several different things How why he like would only want to date white women and stuff like that, which I don't get why, like, if you want to date white women, date white women, like that's your business. That's not ours. Stop involving us in that. It's none of my business. Why you want to date white women? None of it. I don't care. Leave me out of it. Stop talking about me. If you really are committed to the thing that you like, like that thing and keep me out your mouth. You don't hear me sitting around saying that, you know, the reason why I like pepperoni pizza is because cheese pizza's pizza is trash. That's ridiculous. I asked you why you liked pepperoni pizza. What is it about pepperoni that you like? What is it about that type of pizza that you like, that you like? And if you can't describe one, two, anything about that particular pizza that you like, maybe you don't like it as much. <laughs> As you think you do. I'm just saying, I've never had to justify my likes by pointing at something that I didn't like. Never. I've never had to do it. Mm Mm-mm. No. No. I'm thinking about it as we're sitting here. Nope, never had to do it. So I don't get why black men find the need to do it. But anyway, about that particular black man, he was, she's, what it, allegedly, let me say this before we get in trouble. Allegedly, it looks like she was the one who, took his life like I said she was covered in his blood um I believe there was a weapon on the scene allegedly um and yeah when people reached out like hey can we do this rally you know there's something going on with the office because the officers just let her go she was out at a bar one like three days later and stuff like that Um, and it was just, it was just weird. There's a bunch of weird circumstances around that, but it felt like the, the justice system in that area wasn't going to do the due diligence. And so when the family reached out to certain organizations and certain people and people were like, well, no, no, we're not marching for this person because this is how he treated us. This is what he said about us. Go get those women over there to do it. And I'm like, that's not cool. And that's not right. But I understand it. See, it's... <laughs> I understand it. I understand. Just because something... I Just because I understand something doesn't make it right. Let me just be honest. Let me just be real. Let me just be truthful. Um, but just because... Yeah, you can't treat people like crap. And then when stuff goes left, you want them to come ride for you. It's the same thing with Kevin Samuels. Like, you can't expect black women... You can't expect the the greater portion of black women to mourn a person who's been a menace in their lives. Like men were taking to to heart what he was saying. Seriously, this high value man and you know how women a certain age were disgusting and uh, you know, just all of this vitriol and, 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 and terror that this man was raining upon black women for clout, for likes, for clicks. For for attention. You can't expect any tears from us. You really, really can't. At least not us as a whole. There's always a select few. There's always a select few. But us as the majority, we're looking like, no. Um, I don't agree with celebrating the man's death now. I don't agree with celebrating anyone's death. Um, because whether you like the person or not <laughs> whether you like the person or not, that person meant something to somebody. Um And that person is now gone. Um, But I don't, you can't fault people for feeling indifferent. You can't fault people for feeling, you know, like, I don't feel any type of way about it. Or you can't fault people for saying good riddance. Um, There's people across the internet acting like they lost their father figure. And I'm like, we have to do better at picking out father figures because if that's, where we're going, if that's what we're looking at, maybe we need to reexamine what a father is supposed to look like, um, or what a father is supposed to say and do. And one of the things is, you know, I'm not going to get into that. The long and the short is Kevin Samuels has passed away. Um, I've seen everything between the ages of 52 to 57. So we're going to just narrow on down and say in his 50s. Um, I don't know why we don't know his exact age, but that's not here or there we're here um, and i 'm sending love to his loved ones because he meant something to them, moving along, Dave Chappelle got attacked at the um at the um <laughs> at the Netflix is a joke event. What is happening? What is happening? I was minding my own business. And I keep seeing Dave Chappelle trending. You know, I'm used to Dave Chappelle trending because anytime he opens his mouth, he trends, um, for good or for bad or, or indifferent. Um, whether he's being transphobic this week, which is his usual, or if he's like has another Netflix special, he's usually trending, right? Um, but yeah, he was attacked on stage at the end of his set. Uh, a young man named Isaiah Lee, 23 years old, ran up on the stage of the event and tried to tackle dave isaiah lee was hiding a concealed weapon um, a knife and he could have harmed or worse killed dave Chappelle. and that's wild to me like all right dave said some really crazy stuff dave needs to be held accountable for the things he said this is not the way you hold people accountable this is not the way you hold people accountable apparently Isaiah Lee has a history of disliking Dave like he's made rap songs about him that he put out um he said things on social media social media will always trip y'all up by the way um he's so yeah he came to this event and managed to get on stage which how how um according to BuzzFeed News the same security company that did um Travis was that Travis Scott? Yeah, it was Travis Scott. Travis Scott's Astro World did the Netflix is a joke event. They also just did Coachella. Um, and there's they have a contract for the Super Bowl. <clears throat> but um, you know, the track record isn't looking good. Like we're talking about Astro World, you know, where an unfortunate amount of people were harmed and or killed, including children and the same security group was doing security for Netflix as a joke, which, wow, how can you make so many mistakes and still be so successful? Um, Dave Chappelle was almost, at best, seriously harmed. Um, apparently, a bunch of people jumped up on the stage to help, Um eventually, God, security came and did their job. I don't know how that man got on stage because even Dave Chappelle says that. He's like, how did he even get up here? He said that in the middle of his set. Um Jamie Foxx and bust the rhymes jumped up to go stomp this person down and i am not i told y'all I, i'm not for violence i do not like violence i do not condone violence however if someone is coming to attack you you have to defend yourself and if the people who love you and admire you and care about you also come to defend you listen cause and effect <laughs> cause and effect um so apparently Uh, Isaiah Lee was charged last week um, by the LA city attorney general's office with single misdemeanor of battery possession of a weapon with intent to assault unauthorized access to the stage area during a performance and commission of an act that delays an event or interferes with a performer, but not any felony charges, which Dave Chappelle is very, very upset about. Like the man could have killed him. The man could have killed him. But no felony. Like the man went to attack him, he had a weapon, he had the full-on intent to do harm. Nothing, misdemeanors. The same thing that y'all. Ch- well, not the these, not these exact charges, but misdemeanors are the same things that you charge like, fifteen-year-olds for like, you know, shoplifting. Like, come on. What are we talking about here? <sighs> So that's crazy. Like I said, the world's going crazy. Speaking of the world going crazy, um, I said earlier in the show that things, events have causes and effects, right? If you are making legislation about people's bodies, um, and you're more upset that that legislation leaked and your own personal privacy was invaded as opposed to their personal privacy for the procedures that they may decide that they want in their body, you have an issue. Hi, uh, Chief Justice John Roberts and Associate Justice Brett Kavanaugh. I do not feel bad that your neighbors decided to host protests on your streets. I do not feel bad for you. I do not feel bad that you don't have any peace at your home. I don't condone any violence happening to you, but protests. And to the weirdos who are like, don't protest the people's homes. I'm sorry. Did you feel like your privacy was invaded when a bunch of people who you did not know decided that they were going to come and invade your privacy? Huh? How does that feel? So, yes, earlier this week, um, the homes of Supreme Court justices Became the newest sites for protests over abortions. Um, activists and neighbors gathered together on Saturday in the rain outside of the Maryland residences of Chief John Justice, um, Chief John Justice, <laughs> Chief Justice John Roberts, and Associate Justice Brett Kavanaugh to protest a leaked draft opinion reportedly supported by the, ports, the woo The courts conservative majority, and I'm reading from ABC News. Um. So yeah, y'all. Yeah. Mhm. That happened, and um, I don't feel any type of way about it. I don't feel bad about it. I don't. I don't. I would feel bad if they were like trying to break into the homes. I would feel bad if they were actually on the property. They were walking around in the street. They were on the sidewalk. That's public property. Um, and they have every right to do so. They have every right to protest. And if you, you know, if you wanted peace you wouldn't attack people's rights to choose you know no choice no peace i don't feel bad about it i like i said i want everybody to keep it safe keep it cute keep it on the keep it on the sidewalk keep it on the public property um so yeah y'all yeah yeah that is a thing um I'm going to be petty. Y'all want to be petty with me? Let's be petty. So today, uh, as I'm recording this, this is May 10th, Um, this is a just a friendly, friendly reminder to anyone who may be potentially celebrating Confederate Memorial Day, which is today, that there are certain state offices that are closed to celebrate Confederate Memorial Day. This is a reminder that the Confederates were the racist traitors of the United States they were traitors. They were traitors. They betrayed the United States. Why are we closing state offices to honor traitors? I digress. I know, we all know why white supremacy. <laughs> we all know why this has very little to do with the actual Confederacy. It's the, it's the white supremacy of everything. Y'all just like white supremacy. And so we're going to honor it by celebrating the Confederates. Got it. Cool. Sure. Um, but you can't love the United States and love the Confederacy at the same time. So, you know, happy Trader Day, I guess. Enjoy, enjoy tradering. Um, <laughs> we're making up words. Enjoy tradering. Um, also, there's a lot of things that lasted longer than the Confederacy because the Confederacy lasted a whole five years, y'all. Some of y'all's college careers lasted longer than that. And no shade. Listen, take as long as you need. Get all the education you want. Um yeah get all the education you want that was no shade there's things in people's like there's beauty products (laughs) that are older that lasted longer I wouldn't recommend that you use them but (laughs) there's things that last longer than that like come on y'all like we could talk about how the you know outcast lasted longer than the confederacy blackish lasted longer than the confederacy um the The Cosby Show lasted longer than the Confederacy. Uh, Barack Obama's presidency is actually my favorite thing to remind the Confederate lovers that lasted longer than the Confederacy. Mm-hmm. We could talk about Shirley Chisholm Shirley Chisholm's House position or John Lewis's House position. We could talk about Thurgood Marshall's uh, Supreme Court of the United States position. All of those things lasted longer than the Confederacy. So much black excellence has lasted longer than the damn Confederacy. <sighs> so that's me being petty. <laughs> Do with that what you will. Um, I'm going to just let you guys know that this next segment of the show is also me being petty. Um, I have invited y'all's favorite person, To join me, no, not Emmy, but the second favorite person um, to join me to discuss an issue, a controversial, very serious topic in our home. Um, Is chicken a snack? Is chicken, you heard me right, is chicken a snack? We need to laugh. I need to laugh. And so I'm going to invite the person who always finds no matter what's happening, always finds a way to make me smile, always finds a way to make me laugh. Uh, my dear, sweet husband, wonderful husband, Earl, and we're going to talk about, is chicken a snack? Hi, y'all. I'm annoyed. Um, but your favorite, Earl, is back to talk on the show about a recent debate, discussion, disagreement.
1: Really wasn't much of a debate.
0: <sighs> so... My husband had to go away for some school stuff and came back with a very large box of what he calls the best, some of the best chicken around from Bojangles, right? I am not a fan of Bojangles. It is not my forte. It is not my taste in fried chicken. Um, But he came back and he was enthused, excited, just. Filled with joy about his chicken. So he went to go warm his chicken up in the air fryer. He's enjoying it. Um, And we're getting ready to have dinner. We're getting ready to have dinner, y'all. And he said he just wanted a little snack. And so I lost it because in my world, in my mind, chicken is not a snack. Chicken is not a snack. You cannot snack on chicken.
1: First of all, you ain't set up this story well. That's the first thing. So let me tell you what really happened. So everything else. Oh, so we, what
0: really happened? As you, you're just gonna just 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 destroy everything that I just. Nah,
1: I give you all the way up to about when the chicken got ate. So um, there was still some decent amount of time between when we was gonna have dinner and the time that I prepared this chicken snack.
0: Thirty minutes.
1: It was more than 30 minutes. It was 30
0: minutes.
1: I hadn't ate in a good bit of time, so I just wanted a little piece of something. An hour. It was more than an hour. (laughs) Um, As a matter of fact, it was probably closer to three to four, maybe pushing four to five. But anyway, I just wanted a little piece of something Mm. to hold me over Mm. until I got the Oh, don't mind
0: us, by the way, guys. We're cooking dinner while we're doing this. I don't know why you're not talking into the microphone. Why aren't you talking into the microphone? I am talking to the microphone. No, you're holding it to your chest. Your chest does not speak. Your mouth speaks. You got to hold the microphone. Kevin Hart
1: said, say it with your chest. (laughs) So to continue my story. So we're cooking
0: dinner. If you hear sounds in the background of us cooking dinner, we're
1: cooking dinner. So to continue my story. um, So yeah, I just wanted a little piece of something to hold me over. Now, she's gotten all up in arms over one chicken wing.
0: I didn't get up in arms over one chicken wing. I got up in arms in the description of the chicken wing. Yeah, I just
1: want a little
0: snack. One chicken,
1: chicken wing. Chicken
0: is part of a meal.
1: One at least an chicken wing.
0: At least an If appetizer. chicken
1: is not a snack, why do they advertise the meals as part of a two-piece what?
0: Snack. That sounds gluttonous. Why, who snacks on two pieces of chicken? Because
1: that sounds gluttonous. That's especially
0: not, that's, that's part of a meal. Nah, they
1: give you two wings and maybe some fries and a small biscuit, and that's enough to hold that's, you over. That
0: sounds like a meal.
1: It's <laughs>
0: that's, that's, nah, that's, that's not, not a, a meal. That's too. not a whole meal. That's two like me. wings. Y'all, let me know what y'all think. If that is a meal or a snack, two pieces of chicken. Now, I'm not talking about two. Um, two wings from like Wingstop. I'm talking about like pieces of chicken, like big pieces of chicken, pieces that the bird would miss if it was gone.
1: (laughs) All I'm saying is that chicken, and the people have also spoken that chicken and biscuit
0: and fries, and that's supposed to be a snack.
1: Well, that's a meal. Well, we started with chicken. Being a snack. So, chicken, first of all, is a snack.
0: It depends. No, chicken does not. A snack. It's a snack. No. When I think of a snack, I think of chips. I think of pretzels. I think of a yogurt fruit cup. I think of goldfish crackers. Snack. Snack.
1: Would you snack on a slice of watermelon? Yes. How's that different?
0: A slice of watermelon. A slice.
1: You know how big a
0: watermelon is, a slice, and you cut a that portion, into slices. A small portion of watermelon. Yes, and that's a small a portion on. of a bird. That is an entire wing. I didn't <laughs> eat
1: the breast for a snack. I ate one wing.
0: Y'all right into the show and let me one know. One wing an appetizer. Okay, I could give Who's you that. Who's
1: ordering one wing
0: for an appetizer? So you want more than one? So so you're you're agreeing that this is this is starting your gluttony train no i'm not who orders one way you got to at least order seven you gotta you gotta t- you gotta dismember seven birds first before you can have an appetizer
1: but they, that's but how you they, but they advertise appetizers as snacks for the table before the full meal comes out
0: so anyway i went online <laughs> i went to facebook and so many of my dear sweet friends who i love admire and appreciate failed me they
1: agreed with they me
0: failed me
1: because chicken is failed a snack. Me.
0: you cannot say these, pe- these on people chicken. these people agree with me they don't they don't
1: your wonderful agree you. listeners agree with me
0: y'all let me know if you agree right into the reclaimed pod at i'm um, sorry yes the reclaimed blog at com. maybe i need to have a separate do i maybe. need a separate email nah, no no the reclaimed blog at com. Or you can hit me up um, on the reclaimed um, on Twitter or Instagram. Weigh in. The new is chicken of
1: 2022? Chicken is a
0: snack. Chicken is not a snack. Chicken is not a snack. Please help me, guys. Please. I know someone. Fact, someone is listening to this I'm conversation. i
1: off everything I do for the rest of the year. No, you're not. With chicken is a snack. Chicken. Anytime I come on this podcast for the rest of this year, I am going to claim that chicken is a snack. Chicken is not a snack. I may, I may start it off. I may say, hey, everybody, chicken is a snack.
0: Chicken is not I'm say, a snack. I'm like,
1: Hello to all the people out there who know that chicken is a snack.
0: Chicken is not a snack, I promise. It's a, it can be an appetizer at best, not a snack. Why, why can't it be a snack? Because when I, like, I told you what I think about when I think about a snack, like, it's like, I don't know why after school comes to mind, but, like, after school, after, after. I would appreciate a chicken wing after I got home from school. That feels so, that feels like too much. Like, I'm getting ready to have dinner, like. If there's chicken wings, it feels like dinner. I didn't say it
1: needed to be a breast and a thigh, or a breast and a wing, or or a thigh and a leg, so on and so forth. I just say one wing. It was one wing. It doesn't
0: sound like it doesn't feel like a snack. It feels like an appetizer, at best, but not a snack. Y'all write in and let us know.
1: <laughs> that's because you still eat portions that that um, that aren't as big as me. That's all. You just eat smaller portions than me, and so therefore you think. It's, it's not a snack because that might be halfway or on the way to filling you up. And for me, that's just a snack. That's just a snack. That's a little piece of something that's going to hold me over.
0: <laughs> right into the show. Let me know what you guys think. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Earl, for joining us. I don't us. show up
1: for a while. Y'all know what
0: happened to Nothing me. Nothing happened to she you. looking at me angrily. No, I wasn't. <laughs>
1: She
0: was at me. I, I wasn't see. sure what you were getting ready to say. I was like, "What information are you getting ready to share with the with the listeners?" I'm nervous. What's getting ready to happen?
1: And I'll show up for a couple months. Come looking for me. Come looking for me, somebody.
0: Y'all, he, y'all know he's fine. Y'all come know come he's fine. Thank you, Earl, for joining us on the Reclaimed. Pod. Chicken is a snack. I hope y'all enjoyed that rousing conversation of is chicken a snack. Um... <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope y'all enjoyed that um, conversation. Like I said, I need to laugh. You need to laugh. We need to laugh. So let's laugh. Um, and if you have any more controversial takes that you want us to share on the show, just feel free to write in um, or contact me on social. Uh, I love to hear your opinions about the situation. It, it, like I said, it is a point of conversation in our home, um, among some other ones. So we're going to probably do some more of those, um, soon cause I love talking with him about stuff like that. And it comes up so often, but anyway, um, I want to insert a trigger warning before I talk about this wrap up rant, because I'm going to touch, not talk about, not fully talk about, but I'm going to touch on the subject of sexual assault and rape. So I want to put this trigger warning right there. If you want to fast forward, if you want to end the show, that's totally fine. I just want to put that in there. Um, So if you're leaving, thank you for listening. If you're staying, let's talk about it. I would really like us not to use racism to defend reproductive rights. And I say that because I saw a tweet last week by one Amanda Duart. She's an actress. It went viral. It did not go viral for its eloquence or its accuracy, but for its absolute saturation in racism. So the tweet goes, I do wonder how these white supremacist lawmakers would feel if their little white daughters were raped and impregnated by black men. Amanda Duarte is a white woman and she is harping on something we've talked about a lot on this show which is the stereotypical belief of black men. This tweet has since been deleted. I believe it was only up for maybe a few minutes. Um almost as long as the Confederacy. Ha 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 ha. ha. Um <laughs> but yeah, it was up for just a few moments. It was taken down. There was an apology issued, then she deleted her her Twitter account. Um Amanda purports herself to be a liberal, and it's very interesting because this is conversations that I've been having on the internet that, yeah, you can be a racist and be a liberal. You can hold liberal views and still have internal bias. There is no exclusive party ownership. There is no side ownership. There is no, you know, color, red or blue ownership to racism. That's an internal issue. That's a human issue. You could be a white supremacist and be liberal. You can. You can. Plenty of people have done it. You know, um, in her day, Susan B. Anthony would look really liberal, you know, for trying to get the rights for white women to vote. And I say white women because I want to be very clear because she had some very nasty things to say about black men getting the vote. And she never even considered black women getting the vote. Anyone who wants to say us first when it comes to liberation, um, instead of all of us together, that's a supremacist view. That's a supremacist view. It's like, let us get this first and then we'll come back for you. Meanwhile, they never did. Never came back for us. Never came back. Um, so that's just that on that. If we want to really dive in and really talk about it, um, So the tweet, like I said, is a a small reminder that no party, no side, no belief system is free from racism. This tweet was written by a woman who, while trying to advocate for safe and legal reproductive rights, managed to harp on some of the worst stereotypes of black people, specifically about black men, including the stereotype of innate criminality, black overt sexuality, lack of of impulse control and the quote black brute that violates the quote helpless white damsel and she managed to do all of that in less than 240 characters imagine using racism to defend reproductive rights imagine now I can't speak on Amanda I can I can't speak and say call her racist I just saying that this tweet that's racist as racist it's that same stereotype that led to the creation of films like birth of a nation which showed newly freed enslaved men uh, formerly enslaved men attacking white women um and then the white knights of and i say knights with quotations um of what we know as a terrorist group, the Ku Klux Klan riding into quote, save the day. It's the same stereotype that led to the death of many black men and boys, including Emmett Till, who was a 14 year old child who was killed by a racist mob after an interaction with Carolyn Caroline Bryant Dunham. It's the same stereotype that was used by racists to justify the race massacres, such as Tulsa, which is Black Wall Street, Rosewood, Washington DC, and dozens more dozens more this stereotype is not only not true it has been proven to be deadly and yet amanda wielded it like some form of digital like weaponry to cause doubt in those who see black criminality before they see black humanity so i would like us to not <laughs> to not use language and hatred and stereotypes and bigotry to defend a thing that we love like there's gotta be a better way there's gotta be a better way um so yeah that's my wrap-up rant um uh, for this week let's get into some oh I got another one for y'all y'all are nasty not y'all listening but internet y'all are nasty whatever show the Jesse Williams is in and he's naked in a shower scene on, on Broadway or wherever. Hey, y'all are nasty. Y'all are nasty. <laughs> Leave that man alone. Y'all are nasty. All right, let's get to <laughs> uh, Blacks in the Deep End. This is a shout out to Kareem Jean- uh, Jean-Pierre. Um, I'm reading from Because of Them We Can. Uh, she's made history as the first black person to become the White House press secretary. That's according to CNN. Jean-Pierre's current position at, is as the White House principal deputy uh, press secretary. Um, Yeah. So this is really, really exciting. She's going to hold the position after Jen Psaki se- steps down this actual week. Excuse me. <clears throat> Um, yeah, she's the first person to ever hold the title and I believe the first person, the first openly LGBTQ person to ever serve in this capacity. Super dope. Super exciting. <clears throat> so congratulations to Corinne Jean-Pierre. Congratulations are also in order to Little Miss Flint, who is set to receive the Changemaker Award at the 20- 2022 uh, Billboard Academy Awards. Mari Kopany, she's now 14 years old, She describes herself as an environmental justice advocate. Um, since she wrote in to President Obama to talk about the Flint water crisis, she has helped raise <clears throat> a lot of attention in Flint, Michigan. Um, and she's helped raise a quarter of a million dollars for the Flint um, water crisis and distributed more than one million water bottles to residents excuse me lord have mercy this is what happens when we talk too much one sec y'all hello okay we're back um she's also raised more than 600,000 for the flint kids project um flint kids projects giving away over 17,000 book bags filled with school supplies hosting community movie screenings and organizing holiday drives to give away toys little miss flint is rocking it, she's but like I said, she's not little anymore, she's 14 years old. That's how long this water crisis has been going on. Maybe let's fix the water crisis. <laughs> Maybe nowhere in this po- supposed great country should have a water crisis. Just a thought, and that is this week's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your subscribes. Please, please, please do not forget to leave a review. It is a free. No cost way of helping amplify the show that you listen to every single week. Um, Leave a review, drop five stars, and some kind words. Let the folks know what you think about the show. It matters. It matters. It matters. Also, don't forget that you can support this show on Patreon at my dope, dope community with the coolest people around. I love them so much, they are so supportive. Um, I actually just dropped uh, a bunch of content over there. There is a bonus episode coming this week over there. Exclusive content just for my patrons. Um, so you can join us over there. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Whitney Elise. That address again is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot forward slash Whitney Elise. There's always a link in the description box in case you didn't get the link. Um, what? Oh, personal good news. Thank you. So much to Shondaland, uh, Shonda rhymes's lifestyle site um, for featuring my story. Um, I recently had the opportunity to share a story about how a bonnet, <laughs> me and my baby, me trying to get all, your, y'all's niece to wear a bonnet before bed and how that taught me so much about representation. You know, we were talking about, you know, the super bonnet song. Y'all see the, I'm sure you've seen those viral videos of the little girls watching the bonnet song um, and the little babies making the the revelations like, oh yeah, we wear bonnets to bed. That's just what we do. And how that just tiny bit of culture and watching that on the Disney channel has like spurned me to dive even deeper into surrounding my daughter with different forms of representation. Um, so that story is up on com. I will have the link in the description box. Um, so thank you so much to the folks over there. Thank you to uh, the culture editor over there, Derek Lang. Thank you so much for seeing my story. And this is my first big story. So yeah, this is this one. It's, and of course it would be about like this really, 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 really important person to me. So Yeah, y'all, that's it for this week's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, Stay well, be well. Go find something that makes you laugh. Laugh, 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 laugh. It is healing. It is soothing. Um, It is a a act of resistance. It is an act of humanity. It proves our humanity, shows our humanity. Um, But also, it's just fun and it feels good. So go find something that makes you laugh. Let me know what's making you laugh um, on social. I cannot wait to hear from you guys. Um, Be well, stay well, and as always, peace, y'all.